0: because I think if you learn about a religion only through the people in your own religion, I don't think you're really finding facts at all. I'm sorry, but the attention
1: span of most teenagers these days is three to five seconds. That's how long they stay on one TikTok. How are you gonna learn anything off a three to five second exposure?
0: Welcome everybody to another edition of three dad bods with the two sexiest bots for your viewing and listening pleasure.
1: Yeah. Hopefully you're not getting sick of us. <laughs> We're missing the most sarcastic dad bod though. Cause he's, he's, uh, one of these days we'll find out what's going on with him. He's, he's kind of disappeared. I haven't heard from him in a while. So Sean, if you're listening, text us back, will you? You're the t- worst texter in the face of the, <laughs> on the planet, man. It's just terrible.
0: I mean, getting called out on a podcast.
1: I mean, we have <laughs> to literally pretend you died to get you to respond, and then not a word since. So, right, yeah.
0: Tr- right, Brian yeah. Now you know why I felt that way. You, you yeah. know why I was so heartbroken. My Sean shrine was put up. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, even though we got
1: some crap from Jen Rumsey and a couple others, I uh, one guy, Brian Squires, shout out to you. You responded to me. He he was concerned. But he says, you know what, this is, this is part of the course with Sean. He he just doesn't respond to any type of texting, voicemails. So I don't know how they even get hold of him at work.
0: I don't think he I, does work.
1: I thought we were his best friends. I guess not. So I have he to go to through Alex's
0: enemies. Exactly. <laughs> well, how was your week, man? Yeah. Good, good. Um, mm-hmm. Been fighting off a little bug. Uh, the wife and I went down in... Uh, Took a trip down to Savannah, Georgia. Had a great time. Oh, yeah. Temperature yeah, in the 70s. And is this, if it, listener, if you have an opportunity to go and, and visit Savannah, Georgia, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a fantastic, fun place to go to. Very chill, very laid back. Highly recommend it. So, what year is this for YouTube now? How many years? Uh, 35. Yeah, we went out on our first date. 35. Um, yeah. yeah Are you 35 sure? years. Positive. 1989. Do the math. <laughs> uh, that's really. Yeah. 19... Oh, is it 35? We went out on our first date in 1989, February 11th, 1989. And may have brought this up on a past episode, but we went out to see the movie Twins in mm-hmm. the movie theater.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And you were, you were married in 1990 or 91? No, we were married in 97. Got married eight years later. Oh,
1: so, so 97. Oh, so it's 35 years that you've known each other. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. I was asking how many years you were married. So oh, no, our anniversary like 30 is Like right 35? No, yeah.
0: no, our, our <laughs> anniversary is in, in April. No, this is our, our dating oh, anniversary. Oh, okay. Oh, how romantic. Okay. All
1: right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just any excuse to go on a vacation is always good, right? I know so. Uh, yeah. I, anytime, any any anytime time. Any What was the What was the best meal you had down in Savannah? I ate nothing but seafood. I want to tell you, you.
0: I I I had. Oh, let's see. First night we stayed in Atlanta, and uh, because Valentine's Day was the first day of Lent um that's a, a catholic tradition that's a no meat day oh, um it's a it's a high holiday it's ash wednesday is what it is and uh we actually shared a, a pad thai with lobster mm, that sounds good so it was absolutely incredible it was amazing mm. um and then yeah thursday we we made it into uh Savannah and um i started off lunch down there with some oysters rockefeller Ooh, and we had a nice little good. cheese platter and then that night i'm trying to think a little oh. oyster action that night huh i like uh, it yeah, Brent. yeah. that night we actually ate barbecue we actually so oh. they have a, a a riverfront area for like savannah is very old historic a lot of of old homes from early 1800s the, the streets are cobblestone yeah, and then that'd be awesome. the city itself like downtown probably has like 15 parks it's absolutely beautiful as the way it's laid out and stuff and so the area up along the riverside, they have a whole bunch of restaurants we went to a dueling piano bar no um, that night yeah so yeah we that was actually the only night i didn't have seafood i had a barbecue uh sandwich that night and then mm. um, the next day i had more oysters rockefeller and Lobster. You know what you know what I like so most good.
1: about the Carolinas and Georgia that mm-hmm. area. I was in mm-hmm. Charleston for
0: yeah, oh, about 3 or 4 days. And, and Savannah and Charleston are very similar. Very close, yeah. yeah.
1: And uh I love the history there. I mean, Jim, mm-hmm. I mean, the revolution and the civil war, um the homes are cool. Um you know, especially on the you know, when you're on the coast on the little right. islands, so um, so yeah, I need to get out to Savannah. That okay. was one of the ones I wanted. I was so close. I was thinking, yeah, I'll just run down to Savannah for a day,
0: but I want to go down there and spend a week or so. So one thing that we found out about Savannah, if you're ever enter into St. Patrick's day, mm-hmm. Savannah has the longest running St. Patrick's day parade. Now really? this year marks mm-hmm. their 200 St. Patty's day parade.
1: There's a a lot of Irish
0: in Georgia. I didn't know that. I have no idea, but that's something they take a lot of. It was all over the news. They're getting ready for it. I mean, 200 years. of Straight (laughs) parades. That's pretty cool, man. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So,
1: well, I start my new job on the 26th. So, um, yeah, it's got a little history, history associated with it. I'm going to be selling rare coin collections and there's a lot of history behind rare coins, and so I'm gonna learn all about it in the next few days. and get my uh, orientation material tomorrow or Thursday, and we'll be ready to go. And actually, get so paid ready. a
0: decent amount finally. Yeah, you, so you're gonna knock it out, buddy. You're, gonna,
1: you're yeah. gonna hit a home run with that. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little happier now. <laughs> so well, um, you know what's funny? I was reading an article, and um. You know, and, and I was, you know, I was talking about politics. I was talking about Mm -hmm. how young kids are, especially women have tending to, especially here in the United States and Great Britain tend to are going socially left in a, in a bigger way. And men are kind of staying at the same age, the same, they're still a little left of center, but they're staying the same. And I mean, even with our generation, we tended to be a little more liberal or, progressive when we were younger and then as we got older we became more conservative and so but i was thinking and we were talking about this before this episode but we were talking a little bit about religion and what kind of changes we've had in our lives and so uh, and you have a real unique story and we've talked about that before in another episode and so do i you know in in a lot of ways too um yeah because of some of the things we've gone through um, uh, and so we were getting a little, I mean, right before the uh, podcast started, we were kind of go over a little, a few of the things we were going to talk about and we were kind of getting an interesting discussion right, right there. And, uh, um, I, I, I threw out the idea that sometimes, uh, religion and politics are inverse of each other. As we get older, at least my experience is when I got older, I, I started out, you know, growing up in the LDS church going to church every Sunday, um, fairly indoctrinated, even though my dad was a little more progressive Mormon, um, went on a mission, came home. I mean, you know, I knew the ABCs of Mormonism inside and out got married in the temple, but then, you know, over time I started becoming a little less, um, orthodox you could say, and eventually did some, my own research, which May have been accurate or may not have been. I mean, it was on the Internet. And then, you know, I actually read books, though, unlike most people these days. But, uh, you know, I studied myself kind of out of it for a bit and then uh, became super progressive uh, in terms of religion and then came back kind of a redemption. So uh, anyway, kind of go
0: over how you felt growing up, Brent. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, fourteen year old Carl. Mm-hmm. Uh, goofy, skinny, dorky, pasty kid. Still pasty the Celtics and his kittens. Yeah, love the smell kittens. Smell like dry milk and stuff. But um wh- if you had a question about uh Judaism, mm-hmm. where would you have gone? At that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fourteen-year-old Carl,
1: probably to my dad, because he was a world history major. So, okay. yeah, All right. to my dad, yep.
0: All right, but somebody within your religion, though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he he obviously was, uh, yeah. He, he exactly. If you had a question about something, doesn't seem right about this golden plate story where would you at 14 years old go to? Oh, I wouldn't have gone anywhere. I, that was,
1: it was like snow is, snow is cold. You know, I mean,
0: it's just reality. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I think the point I'm kind of getting to is, is as both you and I were, were younger and, and we grew up in the same church and, you know, you, as as a child, you you attend these classes while your parents, of course, attend much more boring adult oh, classes. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you know the the message itself. And, and look, listener and Carl, I'm I'm not singling out um, one religion because I I believe that all religions are are like this. To no, a point. absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I do know that there is a point in the Catholic Church when you are about to go through your first communion. I know that they encourage you to go and visit other churches. I do know that. Um, excuse me, confirmation. Um, mm-hmm. Now, with that said, as we were... Being prepared to be baptized at the age of eight or even to receive the priesthood at the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Were we ever encouraged to visit other religions? Um,
1: I mean, it, no one said it would hurt you to go visit another religion. I mean, your parents might not like it, but uh, never I was, ever encouraged. I was never discouraged by it. Well, I actually talked to. One Sunday school teacher, Gary Evans, I asked him about that. And he said, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to see another church or how other people worship. But, of course, you're going to have it dripped on if, by Is that your the parents. main
0: stance that was of the... No, of not,
1: not technically. Okay, now, on my mission, when we were in the MTC, we were mm-hmm. encouraged to go to other churches and sometimes even preach at those churches. So it was... I think, though, you're more indoctrinated in the faith after going through the MTC and Mission Training Center than, you know, some 14-year-old that's, oh, well, I'm going to go to this other church and see with how they do it. It's, right. Yeah.
0: So the, the point that I'm getting at is that when when you and I were at that age compared to a 14 or 15-year-old today, Mm-hmm. the information in asking those questions is so much more readily available than it ever was to us oh absolutely you know and, and i think there was always at least for my sake I, I always felt like there was a stigma a fear of traveling outside those quote unquote safe walls inside the church because of improper thoughts or something may have um as i became older, Mm -hmm. that kind of became a driving force for where I am now, as I began to question why was it bad to question, you know, to Mm -hmm. find out information, find out about other people, to find out about other things. Because I think if you learn about a religion only through the people in your own religion, I don't think you're really finding facts at all. And I tell people this all the time, especially out here in the South, you want to know something about a Mormon, Ask me. I'll tell you about it. I have nothing bad to say. I'll tell you because the the ideas and the interpretations of someone's beliefs being told through a church you're affiliated with are not going to be accurate. They're not at all. I, I think though. I think though,
1: when it comes to someone that's really young, I don't think it hurts to have one exposure in the beginning. I think it's too confusing to have multiple exposures because then you tend to not know what to believe. Um, And I think when you're older, like you, when you were exploring at an older age after being married and having a little experience under your belt, I mean, it it meant a lot more to you too when you did your research and when you made your decision to move on from the LDS church. Whereas, um, you know, young kids, Um, religion in a sense, be a Mormon, be a Catholic, it's, it's kind of a construct or a, a framework, uh, to live their lives, at least when they're young. Um, and, and most religions believe in morality or abstinence from some of the things that will mess up, uh, youth and, um, and, and some, some of these young people make some pretty bad decisions, even with religion. I mean, how many bad decisions did you make, and got lucky? Oh,
0: yeah, I, I've never made a bad decision in my life. Yeah, right. I know. I, <laughs> I grew up in the same neighborhood, pal. <laughs> but 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 They're what you're talking about is is a belief that you yourself have, and and I I share that same belief. I, sure. I feel that people should be open to listening and to learning from other people, and whether you agree with it or whether you don't, that's your decision. However, yeah,
1: but. But we're talking that about that stance
0: is not the mainline stance of uh, right, most but, churches that don't encourage that.
1: Well, I mean, even with the LDS church, one of the things that age of accountability is eight. eight who yeah. decided that? I mean, how many eight year olds? I mean, I, I heard on the news a nine year old killed someone in his family and, and down in southern Utah somewhere. And are they going to prosecute the kid? Was the question on KSL this, this evening. I'm like, prosecute a nine-year-old i mean as a as an adult you can't prosecute a nine-year-old now you know when when are when are we in terms of our brains in terms of our thought process when are we at a a stage where we can make those decisions because where these kids are going to get a lot of that information you're talking about isn't going to be the local rabbi it's going to be the internet right and it's going to be 100 percent agree it's going to be Instagram, right? It's going to be YouTube and a lot of that stuff, just because it's on the internet, doesn't make it true. Garbage. No, I, I, agree it's garbage. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree a hundred Yeah. I
0: agree a hundred percent. And I think I've shared multiple times where, when I went through my, my change of religion, sure. I, I was very cautious what I read on the internet because I, I knew there was so much junk out there. And the reality is most of my decision came from reading actual church books or past church books. Okay. Um, so it wasn't, it, look, if, if you want to find hate towards any person, any race, any ethnicity, any sexual orientation, whatever, you could find that very easily on the internet. <laughs> that is That's not true. a hard thing to do. Uh, but like you said, 99% of everything that you see on the internet is some person's opinion Opinion. just like we are tonight yeah absolutely no so i i i think one of the things you know you you kind of brought up you know what's what's the age of accountability i and and you tell me if i'm wrong but is the age of accountability different today than it was 40 years ago or is it different than it was a hundred years ago Or 150 years ago? I don't know, man. Life was
1: a little more simple back when we grew up and before our time too. I think there's so much information being pushed on these kids. I think it kind of stunts actually their growth in terms of who they are because there's two, it's like you're at a buffet. You've got a thousand choices. What are you going to eat? What's your favorite? You have no clue, you don't even know how to sort through all the information that's coming through you. There's very few people that teach these people these kids how to decide well what what's correct what's what's b s what's bullshit on the internet, and what's true how do i How do I determine truth? How do I know if that guy isn't telling me a story where this particular piece of information is semi true? but it's not all the, all the way true. There's other opinions too. And, 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 and so a lot of it comes down to, um, and, and, and I'm sorry, but the attention span of most teenagers these days is three to five seconds. That's how long they stay on one TikTok.
0: Yeah. How are you going to learn
1: anything off a three to five second exposure to something that says, Oh, Mormons, Mormons are, Mormons are this, or Catholics are this, or, you know, and then, and, and, their beliefs and sometimes their philosophies can be determined and manipulated by the media. And that's right. to me a big issue, right? And it's going to be a bigger problem in the future.
0: So, that's, so why, that, that's why I started off saying the best way to find out about something is to ask somebody who is actively involved. If, if you well, want to find out about, that, you know, yeah. about, about homosexuality, Talk to a homosexual, yeah. ask questions. Yeah. I think they'd be more than willing to talk to a person, especially un- knowing that you want to learn more about them. If you want to find out about being Southern Baptist, talk to a Southern Baptist. Um, mm-hmm. Because the information you're going to gain is personal insight, knowledge, which is going to be the best. I think as a parent, you're
1: now we're, we're kind of past that stage where we have to worry about um, what our kids are bringing into their minds because they're adults now they can do what they want. And I, I completely am okay with that. Cause at this point I felt like I gave them a good enough background to determine those things on their own. But I think you, you do make a valid point though. Um, when we were younger, it would have been helpful if parents would have been encouraged by church leaders like LDS leaders to say, Hey, you know what? Um, we do feel like, yeah, we've got the right We've got the best flavor in the in the in the in the, the, the uh, Baskin Robbins store. However, it would be nice for you to give some exposure to your children of some of the other churches. It wouldn't hurt yourself either, uh, yeah. because then you can contrast and look at the different points of why we're LDS and why we're not Baptist or not Jewish uh, 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 in Judaism or Islam. And it would give them kind of more of a background. Then they don't get hammered when they're a little older, when they're in college, and all of a sudden their roommate says, "Yeah, you Mormons are a cult." And why is that? Well, I saw all this information here. Let me show you. And then they get the full, full court press from the anti-Mormon side or anti-Catholic side. And and um, and you know, I, I I think I think you're right. I think parents shouldn't be so afraid of alternative ideas because then they can control how it's disseminated to their children instead of having a teacher or a classmate um you know yeah. dictate that to them.
0: I I'm I'm going to counteract that though here. That's and, fine. Um because I, I i wanted us to go back to when we were 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And I I think we could both agree the sentiment inside of of religion was follow, don't question. Okay. Well, when we were younger, yeah. yeah. Even more. That, than that's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. And so if you look at religious numbers back at that time, okay, mm-hmm. the Mormon church's numbers were rising. The Catholic church's numbers were rising Uh Religion inside itself was rising because it wasn't just the Mormons. It's everybody else. Don't question, mm-hmm. just follow. Don't question, right. just follow. As the information age began to prosper, what happened to numbers and religion? They've become flatlined or static. Some of them have gone down. I I think every church today, I think the religions are Islam hasn't. Islam hasn't. It's building. Okay. So let me ask you then, the average Middle Easterner Mm -hmm. or Islamic person, do they have internet? Yeah.
1: A lot of them do now. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a mis it's a misnomer to think that just because they live in India or they live in uh, in Iran that they don't have internet.
0: They, they do. do. But what now, happens now, inside question, of that religion if you question your faith? What happens? Oh, it's team? it's not good. It's not no, good. No, uh-huh. it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? One one what? Okay, I, I like this. Have you ever heard of Amish? The Amish. Do you know much about them? No, I've never heard of them. Okay, well,
0: when I was out in <laughs>
1: Pennsylvania, right. shut up. When I was out in Pennsylvania on my mission, we brother stopped Carl, by. Please tell me about
0: the office.
1: Okay. We stopped by Blue
0: Balls, and um I'm um, just churned my butter while I listen to you, brother. Inter-
1: intercourse in Pennsylvania. That's those are actually intercourse. Towns. Yes. Intercourse. Oh my
0: goodness. Now little we're getting Dutch, spicy. Little brother Dutch boys flip,
1: flipping us off because we were uh taking pictures of them, which was probably oh, rude. Okay. <laughs>
0: anyway. Bottom By line, the way, and because we don't have any Amish listeners, I'm pretty sure, well, they have the no. worst B.O. Will you, will you yeah. let me finish Sorry. my
1: statement? Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, they Continue do on, but I'm Will you stop? Okay. When, the, when, they, when they turn a certain age, they're actually encouraged. Stop it. They're actually encouraged to go and experience life outside their community. And right. I can't have remember an the term. Um, no, no, they don't go orgy, but they do party and, and they do, uh, a lot of the things normal American kids do for a year or two, but if they decide, they decide not to come back and live the Amish lifestyle. I mean, it's no butter for you. Oh, they're exercised from the entire family. Yeah. Uh, they're not welcome back. Now that's a little extreme. But, uh, well, not just a little, it's immensely extreme. So I guess the question is, um, you know, you could look at that and say, well, hey, well, they let those kids determine at a certain point what what kind of, you know, if they want to stay in the faith or not. But, I mean, is the stigma that bad if you leave the LDS church or if you leave the Catholic church? I mean, in your case, I mean, did your family,
0: I was going to say, is your family stay close to you? Yes. Uh, well, uh, the major i have had some not as close, but uh, right. There is that stigma. Um, you know, the the people that know you and truly love you know you no matter what do. Um, Your mom would it, never throw you out. this it's a, But but it is incredibly scary, you know, and, and sure. especially with that fear that's been put inside you ever since you were first three years old in those little Sunday school classes singing I am a child of God and stuff the the fear of questioning and then really the fear of is this really what I truly believe is is overwhelming and we had go ahead and, and, and when in my case it was more of just a religious stance but you know there's more and more people that are facing this issue when it comes to sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, sure, the fear a big of, of you know, being being a homosexual inside of a religion and, and you know, the stigma that that puts inside of you and having a belief inside of you. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, you got to kind of wave, you know. Yeah, what, it'd, be diffi- you it'd be really difficult. Is. Yeah.
1: And you and I just have to swing a different direction, but I mean, um, it would be, di- it'd be extremely difficult being in that kind of a, a place where you have sexual desires for another male and your church is telling you, dude, you, all the things that you get to enjoy at the top levels of the LDS church. We're that sorry. You, you don't get to yeah. do that. Um, yeah. I mean, you, I mean, I know I've heard of, there's, there's plenty of, you can watch Interviews with some of these individuals on YouTube, but there are gay members of the LDS church who just don't sexually entertain their desires, which would be difficult, Um, but they follow the church standards and some of them even have families. So is that, I mean, you can argue, is that really fair to them or their spouse? Because I mean you know and i don't think that's a question
0: you and i can answer yeah it's it's really an individual answer right yeah Yeah, because first off my my answer would be no but that's based off of me and my beliefs look if if i have this type of belief and orientation it's honestly not going to matter what you say or what you think or what not because i'm always going to go with what feels comfortable for myself where where my Mm -hmm. beliefs are so i would find another church but that's it's easy for someone to say who's not in those shoes. We'll just put it right. that way.
1: Right. I mean I mean it's a big deal right now in the LDS church this whole issue of LGBTQ and how how accepting the church needs to be of that kind of lifestyle should I mean the, the big question is will the LDS church and I think the Catholic church is dealing with this too right now. Yes, they are. Uh will they recognize gay marriage? Um will will LDS policy or 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 doctrine allow um ceilings for gay couples and i don't know you know i i at one time i would have never believed that it would be possible at all that the lds church would um go that direction but recent hirings on a new pr director
0: um just kind of their public What's that? I, I myself personally think it's wrong. I, I, I'd have a hard and, time with. And it. look, yeah, th- this is the the religious beliefs according to Brent, Okay, mm-hmm. um, I believe that the term marriage should be between a man and a woman. Right. Now, I, I understand and I fully agree with same sex couples being able to have. Um. Wow. What? What's another term for it? A a a domestic union. Yeah. A a union. Okay. Yeah. Uh. You know, for insurance benefits. For sure. You know, to to be together. I I have nothing against that, but to me, the word marriage is is between a man and a woman, and and I think that there should be openness towards. All right. Maybe even when, if, if you get married again, Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, instead of having a a you know, and you still call it a wedding, but it wouldn't be a marriage; it would be a a union. And then inside of your own church, you have the marriage between the mm-hmm. man and the woman. See what I'm saying? So everybody has a union which joins you together as husband and husband, wife and wife, husband and wife. That then it gives you the the government. Well, right. government shouldn't uh, be in there. Yeah, but you, you have to have, when I say that, you you have to have something, laws, rules, justification, yeah, uh, well, or insurance okay. reasons of, uh, you know, you, you just can of throw somebody well, onto your insurance and stuff like that. You know okay, what I mean?
1: Okay, okay. All right. I, I'm kind of libertarian on this issue. I've been for a long time. All right. When a man and a woman get together, or a man and a man get together, a woman and a woman get together or multiple people now that's the new one get together that's a partnership and you look on a business side multiple they create <laughs> <laughs> they create <laughs> keep stirring uh they can create a partnership an llc corporation blah 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 you know it's yeah. all it's all business related but in a domestic partnership it's basically the same thing uh, if you break up that partnership, oh, you'll find out how much of a, quote, partnership I- illegally it is because right. the assets are then divided. Now, I I think in terms of the way government looks at whatever relationship, they should stay the hell out of our relationships, period. Um, and the only reason is historically you had some churches like the Young Mormon Church back in the 1850s that's when the federal government first got involved in marriage and it became an issue after that. And now I agree with you. I I don't think gay couples should be as worried about the word marriage, but be more worried about, Hey, you can, you can cohabit and have a relationship with whoever the heck you want. That's fine. But, um, to, to force other religions to change their doctrine Right. Uh, for tax purposes or legal manipulation. And that's that's kind of why I think the LDS church or the Catholic church, at least in the United States, may eventually be pushed into a corner to accept those type of arrangements. I I just don't feel personally that it's okay or it's right. And frankly, I would have some issues if the LDS church, I might just even, I don't know, I I, I I would have to cross that path when it happens, if it does happen, and to make my decision at that point. But it would be very troubling. And I know a lot of long-term LDS members would be very troubled if if the church was forced into that position. I, on the other hand, though, here's the other thing, though. and And, and you know, people Go. need to love, if you're Christian, you've got to love these people and you can't you know, other than that one term marriage, why aren't we embracing them? Why aren't we encouraging them to come and participate and enjoy full membership to a certain point? I mean, the the whole temple thing in the LDS church, you guys don't have that problem in the Catholic church, right?
0: No, but I, I think you kind of answered your own question there because, I and, and I think a lot of what's An issue with today's society is you have a person or a group of people who feel a certain way and want to force that belief onto you and expect you to change. And so to answer your question about that, I think that pretty much answers it because yes, you could include homosexuals, but religion, Christian religion as a base Mm -hmm. is anti homosexual so, yeah, pretty... you, you, There's... I I I understand the people' of, feeling of wanting to to be a part of something, but like you'd mentioned, and, and I agree with, I don't think it's right for somebody to force a group of people to change their beliefs just to satisfy my needs. That's not right. Um, right. And in today's atmosphere in society, you could start a hundred billion different religions. I mean, a like guy did it back in in the 1820s, not too long ago, you know, or something. Anyway, um, but, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, e- even
1: scientifically, if everyone was gay, the species couldn't, 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 couldn't procreate and, and no, expand and and and, 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 and survive. I mean, you know, this whole argument that some people make that, well, animals are gay. Like, right? uh, no, no, they're not gay. And, um, yeah. if, if there is a gay, horse it's very rare because you, you provide the right circumstances for a male and female horse you can have a baby horse i mean it, it's just
0: reality um and i and, and, and i think we're kind of getting off track because i we're, know we're getting off our, track a little bit our, but our, our topic isn't we to <laughs> but 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 at the same time i i think you know not, not just with sexual preference but you know yeah. with with other ideas and thoughts look if if i believe that uh that jesus was a uh i don't know a hot smoking mohawk wearing uh tattoo ridden person it's not my place to force the catholic church to teach that to other people
1: no but 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 to be a real christian to really love your fellow man i mean remember the uh, interview with Vinny and he was talking about being on the other side and his guide yeah. was telling him, basically you got to drop all prejudice. And the only real big commandment, or well, I guess there's two love God and love your fellow man. I mean, if you truly love others, I mean, it's not based on exclusion in terms of their lifestyle. It's more yeah, really, based on
0: just treat people. Good. I mean, that's just really treat what them. it was
1: about. You know? Yeah. Nice. just Don't I mean, be a dick. I think I think as a member of a church, we shouldn't be looking for excuses to exclude people. We need to be looking for ways to include people.
0: Um, it, you know, excluding. Do you think them, that's the reason their... why there's been a drastic drop in in sure. organized religion? Because sure. yeah, sure. I I've looked at it as, as two ways. One, I think people at a certain age are tired of authority. Their whole Mm -hmm. life they've been under authority. You you begin to wake up and see that the government wasn't all apples and peaches and that you've been lied to forever from them. So there's a sense of authority that you move away from. You may read something about your religion that didn't quite click or jive. And so there's another group or leadership that you you, you disband from. And so does it get to a point then where people just feel like, look, I can read a Bible on my own. You know, I can interpret it on my own and then, and, and how it feels to me. Um, or, or is it to in a sense of that's it. I'm going to throw everything out the door. I don't believe that there is an afterlife. I don't believe that there is a God because I've been like to my whole entire life, I need physical, absolute proof. Hmm. And I don't see that anywhere I go. A sunset is not proof to me that God lives. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you
1: can have, I, I think. What changes, and we were talking originally, what changes between being a kid and being in a 54 year old man at this point? I think the way I look at life has changed. We, we talked a little bit about black and white thinking. There's a lot of gray that is in between the black and white. Um, and the gray gets expands as you get older. Um, you realize that there's so many reasons why people are the way they are. And, most of them you don't even know or will even understand in your lifetime in terms of other people that you associate with or interact with on a daily basis. And, and, and really when it comes down to it, I'm a complicated person. I'm realizing that as I get older, I, I mean, the more I think i had it, I, I thought I had it all figured out when
0: I was younger, you know? And I think that's where. I think everybody does. You know, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, you think, you know. Oh, it's
1: the worst when you're 20, 25, 28. I mean, yep. you just think I've been to college. I, you know, I'm, I, I just got promoted. Man, I'm an expert. I've had three kids. What do my parents know? They're just old buddy duddies and yeah. they have then no you hit clue your 30s what you're life like, What the
0: fuck did I just get into? <laughs> then you're forty, and you start doing yeah. some really
1: dumbass, dumbass yeah. things, and the next thing you know, you're like, boy, what the hell did I do? Why? What is yeah. true? What yeah. is you know? And, and I think that's the journey I've been on at least. And, and as I get older and older, I'm just thinking, I, I just want it to be simpler. (laughs) I wish it would be more simple like it was when I was a kid, but I know it won't be. And I think you kind of start at a certain point deciding, you know, what, is that really that important to be concerned about what this guy's doing or how they live their life? Ah, You know, kind of pick your battles. Yeah. it's more. You know, it's really about how you look at life and what's happening right. in your life. I I think when we're younger, we're so obsessively focused on everything else around us that we don't really see the real, genuine person we are, and that's why a lot of people get lost later in life. And I think you know if you can figure that out earlier, I mean, I'm sure it'll give you an advantage. But I mean, I, I I'm just happy where I'm at now, and I'm just realizing too that you know, this world is a lot bigger place and has a a lot more to it than I used to think when I was a kid. And, and I, I think that's the way I look at religion too. I, I think there's a lot of different ways back to God. Um, is there maybe a few ways that might work a little better for certain people? Yes. Um, right. you know, and that's probably why I'm still LDS. You know, I, I, I think that. There's a lot of good things in the LDS church that I naturally and, you know, the way I was raised and my culture that I grew up in, in Utah, that, that make me feel good. And, and I'm in the librarian now in my ward. And so, um, perfect job for me. I don't have to teach or do anything crazy. I can just sit there in the library and, you know, give kids chalk and, make copies, and uh, go to sacrament meeting. And I'm I'm feeling
0: pretty good about that. Let me so, ask you a question, and, yeah. and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. I understand. Yeah, go ahead. Can you be a Mormon and not believe that the Book of Mormon is true? That's a tough one. That really is. Um,
1: I mean, I did a lot of research, and there was one point
0: where i felt like in any of that research again you don't have to answer this did you yeah. come to a conclusion that it was actually been written by a guy named Lehi and nephi and all that stuff
1: well i actually i i think that i i mean you, you'll you i know you went the other direction but uh i've been completely to one side and back on this issue and i still believe there's enough unknown in terms of that age question that um we don't know completely Uh, archaeology i mean i know sean and i have had some debates or discussions about this but the way people look at science changes it it changes it's not static and um just because someone has a discovery this month okay that's how that's how the indians got to or native american to the The Americas. Well, then we find out another study. Well, wait a minute. It could have happened twenty thousand years before that. Well, wait a second. Maybe we didn't come from Sahara Africa in terms of the of of the uh, evolutionists. Um, Maybe there was another beginning place for humankind. I mean, we're all over the board, man. In the last two hundred fifty years, two hundred years in terms of science. So science is not static. It's not like all of a sudden someone has a research paper they 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 submit and then it that's it that's that's it's 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 like the first it's like a commandment of god uh th- there's no other way to look at it if that was the case we wouldn't progress as a, as a species and so i think that in terms of that question about the book of mormon yeah there was one point where i i seriously doubted it at this point i'm more optimistic simply that I don't know for sure one way or the other. The only thing I can say is reading it, um, some of the principles, and especially in in Alma, um, I won't get too religious here, but very Christian and very conducive to um, pulling me out of the shithole I was in um, at that time. Um, and I had a really good church leader who um, had me read the book, Um, and especially the, this particular section and and to be honest, it really helped me. And so I, you know, to say that, um, I would just dismiss it. I mean, it's just kind of like what, I mean, dude, we could go into the question about the Bible and I mean, I mean, you would maybe disagree with that, but I can say, why is a Roman emperor deciding what's in the Bible? Exactly. I mean, That's it's four hundred years after myself. the events. I yeah. brought it up myself. So, how do we know the Bible's yeah. correct?
0: I mean, the Book of Jesus, claim. Oh, wait. Oh, no, there is no Book of Jesus, is there? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. how do we know the Gnostic? Some of the Gnostic books weren't actually true.
0: I but mean, here's the thing, though, is that we know that the people that they speak about they are existed. true. They exist. True. Okay. True. We have. I'm not going to get that. We don't have any physical because, evidence, right? Because you, you gave me that Gavin Newsom answer right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I worked I, solid. It was great. And not to put you on the spot, I did. like I said, I was okay. Did not want to answer that. I I completely understand. But you, you are correct when you do say that there are valuable life learning nuggets, stories inside of the book of Mormon. Um, mm-hmm. in, my, in my personal opinion, I don't think one aota is factual that there were those people in there at all because there's been absolutely zero substantiation, especially the book. It, is the book of Abraham even taught anymore? Oh, well, that that's a different one. So <laughs> why is that one different? It's a, I, don't know. I think some people well, disprove <laughs> that when they had a yeah. big open house about, hey, we're going to get the news that okay, everything is true. Think-
1: <laughs> Look! Look, I I dissected this thing pretty hardcore when I I did go off on my uh, little adventure. Or I don't know what they call it walkabout. Um, and uh, look, there's everyone. Everyone has a shelf, and there's certain questions that they don't either want to answer or want to answer now, or maybe not even want to have an answer in the future until they're dead that they put up on that shelf. Now I have a few of those now. And I, I, I occasionally look at them and think, Hmm, should I bring this down off the shelf? Or I hear you talk about one of them and I'm like, yeah, I, I've I've done a lot of research on that particular item. And you know what? Honestly, it doesn't really do a whole lot for me one way or the other. So I, I am not an Orthodox Mormon at all. I, um, very far from it.
0: And I mean, well, like but I what said. you say about the Bible is 100% true. And, and a lot of people don't yeah. realize. Like, the Bible was not put together when Jesus was alive. No. Um, it, it, it had been put together in the Old Testament as a group of Jewish books, Jewish scripture, um, which was the Old Testament. Well, there's but an argument the if Jesus new, even existed. Oh, there's there plenty is. of arguments about that. There's plenty, yeah. of, plenty of arguments of that. But the actual New Testament itself and the Bible that most of us know today wasn't put together until over 300 years after the Council yeah, of Nicaea, which took place and everybody, all the church yeah. leaders were thrown into a room, door locked, <laughs> caused a said, y'all figure this shit out or else your heads are coming off. And they came yeah. together with, the, you know, what book is going here, what's going there. And a lot of books were, were gone and were vanished. And, and, yeah. you know, it wasn't until the Dead Sea Scrolls came about that we began to see other books that had been written, that had been hidden from us for years. And one of the things in, in my crazy form of thinking, but because I, I think really, really deeply, um, it's, I, it's, I know that surprises the audience, I know. but he does, Shocking. he does, but
1: well, hold on. Well, sometimes I'm editing these podcasts and I'm like, holy crap, that came out of Brent's mouth. Uh, that was pretty good.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, what, one thing that, that you know, in, in reading some of the other books that are not included in, in today's Bible, one of the things that I started to contemplate, which is not at all a popular opinion, but was Judas actually the most faithful disciple? Mm. And the reason why I say that, and I I think you and I have maybe talked about this before in the past, but the whole plan of the Son of God is that he had to die in order Mm -hmm. for the gates of heaven to be open, correct? Correct. Well, okay. I'll throw throw in something. This is good. Okay.
1: I'll throw in something here. Okay. What if. Judas and Jesus were in on what was going to go on, how it was going to go down. That, that, that's what Matthew, I'm getting because,
0: yeah, Matthew, Luke, and John had no idea, right? They weren't because, I, but they, they may have had an idea, but as a disciple, okay, if you are a disciple of somebody, you will risk. And we saw Peter, we we saw, um, you know, they would risk their lives for Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you have believers like that, in order for the plan to go through, you have to have somebody who fully understands what must take place. And to me, Judas made the ultimate sacrifice to be cast out in the names of everybody as the most evil person who sold out on Jesus for a bag of gold. Yeah, but, but there's one problem with this. So but if he didn't... Problem. If he didn't, it would not have happened. But there's one problem with
1: the story, at least the story that was written. So we don't know for sure this happened because none of this is verifiable. Mm -hmm. Did he actually discontinue himself? Because we can't use the other word on YouTube or or, uh, Spotify, but did he discontinue himself after he betrayed Christ? And um, if, if, what you're saying is correct that, that they both knew what was needed to be done. I don't think Judas would have had the guilt to,
0: to, I don't know. you know, discontinue himself. I don't without. know. Look, if, if I had to sell my mom out mm-hmm. so that she died and I watched all of that and I seen it happen and watched what That's happened true. to her. I will tell you that the feelings of that would be extremely strong inside of my head. Well, there's another theory
1: too, man. And then there's
0: also the guilt of, I hope that was correct. What did I just do? I just did this. And everybody casting down, you have now, everybody's disassociated themselves from you. Well, maybe the original You were the one that understood that this had to happen. Well, maybe the original
1: plan was this was going to happen- a certain way judas changed it up because he was given the silver greed can do a lot of weird crazy things to people and that's where the guilt came in because he realized i did it for money as well as and he was probably justifying his mind this is still supposed to happen however i did it for cash
0: and and, and we they, don't know if he did We I mean, don't know it doesn't you know and they tossed him a bag of coins like for a great story I mean, no, yeah, oh, it's a good story. And you yeah, could, yeah, yeah. You can but, talk to but some if you've ever had a chance to read the Book of Judas. I mean, it's it's very in depth. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's a very loving book, and and that's where I really began to like. It's just a thought, is all it is. Well, um, I'm not saying it's truth or anything like that, but it's something that kind of runs through my head that. Those two understood exactly what had to happen, and Jesus was like, "Look, you got to make this happen. You have to do this." Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's just let's just say that
1: Christianity really didn't exist. It didn't all this stuff didn't never happen? Let's pretend. Would humankind be where it's at? Would mankind be where it's at without? Well, maybe pe- more peaceful. <laughs> Would no? How many wars have been fought be? over Christianity? Well, how many? Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, how many? How many animals have achieved the same level genetically and evolutionary wise as we have? um I mean, our species could have wiped itself out quite easily many times over the last thousand thousands of years. Um, is religion something that had to exist?
0: From the very start it's a good question, because I think I think the ultimate perception of man is that we work in groups, that we mm-hmm. follow, that we some lead, but there's you know you have you have families and then you have cities and then you have you know states, and then you have countries and then you have continents and blah blah blah, and all that stuff um we seen in the instance of covid where people were willing to give up everything to adhere to what i am being told that mm-hmm. you're always going to have those free thinkers that are like i'm not too sure about that but the overall majority of people will comply when told that is just a fact i'm sorry that's that's just the way it is and i don't think anybody thinks of themselves that way mm-hmm. um but when I'm yeah, still walking. It almost got a religious. It was almost those who believed yes. in masks and vaccines. Absolutely. It was almost a religion. And, you know, I, I even today, I'll still see somebody wearing a mask while they're driving a car. And I'm like, there's a guy <laughs> right there that's afraid <laughs> not to just go off on his own. You know, he's, the bishop of the COVID he's probably trials. got his 19 vaccines and is, you know, doing exactly what he's told. But at the same time, if you ask him, you always do what you're told. He's going to say, no, I, I'm a free thinker. I do whatever I want. Progressive. Okay, yeah. So, and you shouldn't have the right to
1: say anything about what I believe because uh, I'm progressive.
0: So to (laughs) so to answer your question, I don't think it was a necessity. However, I think it was something that men looked at as a way of controlling the herd into their likeness of flowing. To what needs to be done.
1: The reason I asked this question is this. Um, I I read an interesting book when I was on my sabbatical from LDS Church. It was called The Journey of Souls. And basically, it was this uh, hypnotherapist who, and I don't know if this stuff is true or not. I mean, you can go look it up on the internet. It's called The Journey of Souls. And he wrote a second book. And basically, the point was that the soul in the human body the soul is a symbiotic, in other words, it's like a virus. That's kind of a crappy way to say it, but the soul inhabits the body and animates the body. And once you die, your soul moves on and then sometimes comes back. So reincarnation is part of this whole book. And and we can argue if it's hokey or, or if it's true or not, but it brings up a good question because when we were talking to – um uh, again with uh, Vinny. Um, one of the things that he brought up, and it's interesting if you read his book too, when he first gets there, when he's talking to his guide, he says, oh yeah, I'm Christian. And I I grew up, you know, he, he's LDS and he doesn't describe it that way in the book, but we know where it's going. He's like, yeah, I, I belong to this church and we know, you know, it's true. And the guide laughs at him and kind of says, well, okay. I mean, it's good that you have a religion and that you have something you believe in, which Mm -hmm. with that kind of an answer, that tells me that all you people who belong to a certain religion or belief pattern think you got it all figured out. Do you? I mean, you know, what's the real important things that we need to be doing? And I think he outlined that and basically said, we need to drop our prejudices and we need to love others. That's hard. It's not as yeah. easy as you think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I think, in terms of the way man looks at religion or God, is like an ant looking at a human being and saying, golly, explain that. We can't. Therefore, we create these mythologies and religions to explain that. So, is god is the next life you know as far as that kind of belief is that more hokey pokey religion or is that just science in a sense yeah. i don't That's know good thought
0: yeah you know you you mentioned the uh that what was it the psycho hypnotist yeah, yeah hypnotherapist yeah hypnotherapist oh yeah, I, uh, yeah i had an experience with the a hypnotherapist once on a this show watched them and like he had like oh, yeah, I did too. four people <laughs> up there and you know like <laughs> he would say you know act like you're a monkey and the guys would act like they were monkeys and then he'd snap his fingers and they would you know again be, be and, then, and then he he would be like you know when I when I snap my thing you know what um you know when I, when I count to three you're gonna you know beat ducks you know and then he'd go one two three and then everybody'd be quacking around and chirping around and all that and then step his fingers and they'd all stop mm-hmm. and then but but one of them really really did you do it really were, you, to, one this, the, no, were no, you one of the were you one of the subjects I, I, I didn't do I it was. but what uh, happened was he said um um when I count to three you'll you'll um do exactly what I say and he went one two three and then he dropped the mic on his foot and went fuck me and then I will never get that scene <laughs> out of my head of what happened next
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, That's a terrible joke. I was at the (laughs) Paris Casino with Charlene when we were married, and we went to the hypnotist show, Uh, and I was very skeptical. I was like, yeah, this is all BS. And So they wanted volunteers, and so Charlene was pushing me, go up, go up, go up. I'm like, no, this is all BS. She's like, go up. So I did. Really? And it's a trippy experience. I mean. You you don't lose consciousness, you don't you don't stop believing. I mean, everything seems real except when he gives you a suggestion once you're hypnotized, mm-hmm. you don't have any social pressure telling you not to do it. You almost want to do it. You almost want to do what he's asking you to do. It's trippy. Wow. And yeah, and he asked me to do a couple things I would never do. One of them was, um, well, you—not that I would never do it—and that's what he explained at the beginning. He says, "I'm not going to ask I don't you to do, could do be something." Hypnotized. Well, you'd probably get hypnotized because I believe the same thing. Uh, it's mm. usually the smartest people that are the biggest idiots when it comes to being hypnotized. <laughs> but one of the things he did is had me sing a. Uh, uh i think it was coming to america on someone's lap another female's lap i had to sit uh-huh. on her on her knee and sing to her and in like you know try to uh romantically induce her you know like i was <laughs> uh and uh i did it i mean really? in front of this whole crowd they have it on video somewhere i I, yeah. I think it's somewhere i've got to find it but uh yeah, it was crazy, man. I, I I I when I got up on stage at first, I was like, there's no like, there's no way this guy is going to hypnotize me. No way at all. Sure wow. enough. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. so, a sheep,
0: buddy. I have,
1: <laughs> guess I am. I'm easy to manipulate.
0: <laughs> I actually in a they private session that. went through hypnotherapy and it could hypnotize me.
1: Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well yeah. I guess you're a little hard headed. I'm that's, that stubborn. Refuse to release stupid. my will. Anyway, hey, we had a engaged. good night tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I think I think, you know, to sum it up that uh I think as we get older, uh-huh. um, I think life becomes a lot more gray, not just our hair our color. Um, I think and I think that's a good thing. Um I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not a rigid thinker anymore. I, I don't know though. I I look at my dad though, and this is where I'm a little worried. Um, and hopefully he doesn't listen to this, but my dad and my mom, as they get in their seventies and eighties, you know, scientifically your brain does get less elastic. It becomes more rigid and so are their beliefs. I mean, I mean, based, I, I can't say it, but I've had so many arguments with him about Trump. Um, in the last year, and it's just scary how rigid his thinking is now. And, um, I'm hoping that, uh, and, and you know, I, I do see, and you're probably right. As we are kids, we tend to be a little more religious as they get older. You tend to become a little more religious. I mean, they go to the yeah. temple every it's week. It's like a full circle. Full circle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning so anyway, edge. anyway, it was a great night. Uh, yeah. fun fun discussion. So, um
0: yeah. thanks everybody.